On this episode of Crazy Busy, the interviews, we're going to meet Helena Escalante, a serial entrepreneur who juggles multiple businesses. This is a superpower. Keeping multiple businesses and streams of income flowing is the new black. How does she do all this while climbing the height of the Empire State Building in her free time? Hang on, we're going to find out soon. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. Helena, thank you for being here. Oh my God, on the contrary, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. Okay, great. Well, I have to tell you, when most entrepreneurs tell me that they want to start a second business, Mm -hmm. the advice that I give them is you cannot start a second business until the first business you have is okay making money for you while you go to Italy for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is so true. Is it true? I want you to tell us your story, how it started, how you got, you know, first into entrepreneurial addiction and how you made it work for you to add multiple businesses, because I have viewers who are dying to know how to do this. Oh, my God. All right. So when you say how it started, I think it started in my family, because my grandparents, my maternal grandparents were entrepreneurs, and both of my parents were entrepreneurs as well. So the my earliest memory is one time that I was around four or five, and I had these plastic building blocks, and I found the way <laughs> to open one of the sides to them, um, kind of like a, a lid, if you may. So I filled them up. They were they were hollow inside. I filled them up with cereal. I don't know, whatever it was, like <laughs> corn pops or who knows. Um, and I went to the door of our house, opened it up to the street, lined up all my little building blocks filled with cereal, and I would sell them to the passersby. Oh and then goodness. my dad comes in through this, you know, from the street and he says, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm selling cereal. I'm making money. <laughs> I love it. You're a baby mogul. <laughs> So anyway, quickly, that business, you know, was eliminated in about 30 (laughs) seconds. It's like, no, 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 no. You cannot possibly do that. You're going to get kidnapped or we're going to be robbed. Holy cow. No, forget it. But um, what I uh, what I saw, I guess, over my life and growing up was the the freedom that having your own business can bring you if you run it well, as well as how it how you can become a slave to the business if it's not run well every business has ups and downs definitely but because i lived in this entrepreneurial world i just saw it firsthand and i was just lucky that way you saw both sides yes yes definitely so what happened next i mean once your dad wasn't uh, able to put you out of business anymore (laughs) (laughs) that's right well um we can fast forward to after I graduated from college, I decided to buy a house and rent it out. And so that was going very well until the lease contract was over and then my renter decided to move. And then my whole stream of income was dry overnight. Mm. 
And I just thought, oh, this is not working because then the money that I was using to pay that mortgage, then I had to pay it from my own other income. I was uh, working at a job back then. And I thought, mm, this is really not going to work if I want to make some money. So going back to what you were saying as to making sure that the business runs on its own, that's probably one of the biggest lessons that you have to make sure that the business can run on its own and that it's not going to dry by itself. So you have to put all sorts of policies, procedures, whatever you need systems more than anything in place so that if one stream dries, there's another one. But I don't think that you should start with multiple at once. You have to start with one build that one, solidify it, and then move on to the next one. Otherwise, it's just too much. Yeah, that's really powerful because what I do find is entrepreneurs are creative people mm -hmm. and they have what I call a love addiction. They're <laughs> in love with being in love. And so that ideation part, that launch part, that's all super powerful uh, for the creative big dopamine hit. Uh, creating processes, sweeping the floors, firing people, that's sort of the tougher part. So you, what you're saying, what I hear you saying is you've got to be good straight through. Yes. And it's got to come full circle and be complete. And so you must complete things before you start new things. Definitely. Uh, and the probably one of the best ways to do that is once you make a decision, commit to it. And do not just dabble like, well, I'm gonna see if it works and I hope it does. Just believe that you have the right information mm -hmm. at that time to make that decision and commit to it. If at some point it doesn't work out and it's better for you to move or to pivot yeah. into another direction, then that's perfectly fine. But not until you reach that point, give it your all. So set up that if this, then that yeah. straight up front. So I, I think also the idea of the distraction and the crazy busy comes in just going online. So you have a business that does X, Y, and Z. It's starting to perform. Maybe it's not as exciting as it was when it first started, kind of be like a marriage. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see this shiny object, right? You see somebody else with a business that looks sexy and you think, I want to do that. There's a distinction between getting distracted and going and doing that and maybe pivoting your own existing business a little bit in that direction, right? Right. Okay, that's powerful. I, I think that for the folks that come to me, they're getting bored and they're getting bored with their existing business and they see something new and they want it. How do you combat the boredom? Okay, I have a it's very, not always exciting. I have a very peculiar view about boredom. I think that the that the job of your business is not to make you happy or to entertain you. I think mm. happiness comes from within. Number one is that just joy of living and enjoying the moment, but that comes from within. And the boredom is simply because you don't you haven't dug deep enough to enjoy it. Learn to enjoy every part of the process. There will be parts that you enjoy more than others, yeah. definitely. But even if you are having a hard time with an employee, or even if you're having a hard time with your finances or with something else, just know that it's 
a part of a whole. So do not yeah. dump everything simply because one part is not working. I really love what you said about the fact that your business is not here to entertain you. Right. It It is so interesting how um, th- that will come up for people, that they're just not excited or not enthused. I think that can happen with parenting. It can happen with, and it can happen in any relationship. So the relationship to your business is no different, but you're there for all of it. It's a commitment to the whole thing. It can happen in a job. Right, right. Yeah. And see, what happens the way, the, again, the way I see it is, it could be, as you said, in a job. Uh, well, my job is not long, is no longer fulfilling, so I'm going to look for another mm-hmm. one. Well, it's not your job's job to fulfill <laughs> you. Not until you find that fulfillment in what you're currently doing can you move on to yes. the other one in the right spirit so that you can really be your best at whatever you're doing. If not, it's going to be the same again and again and again. And how many times have we met people who get uh, either married and remarried and remarried to it's just the same person, different name, but it's the same thing. They just do not grow that or they're looking for something outside of themselves. And the same happens with businesses or with jobs or with all of these relationships that we have. Yes, it's a tension deficit around business. Yeah. yeah, we've got to love the fun stuff and the not so fun stuff because yeah. it's the whole right. that really creates the reward. So tell us about some of your business journeys and how you got to the current state and and uh, you're the founder of Entregurus. Yes, 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 yes. Powerful business. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much. Well, it has become such a joy to to be the founder of something that is such near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Entregurus is a blog that brings business ideas plucked from the best business books and entrepreneurship gurus that you can read in under five minutes because we're all tied for time. So I never thought that this could become what it has been in in terms of the opportunities that it has brought. So, um, and this is just for everybody who wants to uh, join, please do so at entregurus.com, E-N-T-R-E-G-U-R-U-S.com. Um, and we'll put that it, in the show notes. This is yeah. it's such a powerful business because for me, uh, I, I don't have as much time to read as I'd like to. And I need to know before I commit to a whole book. Right. And so reading your synopsis really helps me highlight, okay, I'm ready to make a commitment Thank to this you. book or that book. And even if I don't make the commitment, I've got the highlights. Right. And I feel like I can present myself as more well-read, which is really something that's important today uh, for anybody in a leadership position that's listening, getting uh, a sneak preview, if you will. It's like you go to the movies, right? <laughs> yeah. And you see the previews and you get a feeling, oh, I definitely don't want to see that, or I definitely do want to see this. You don't waste your time or your money. Right. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. that. I I just love the way you see it, because that's exactly how I want people to perceive it as a a really useful resource. Um, And this has brought, again, just so many wonderful opportunities and so many relationships and doors that I never thought would open with becoming friends with the authors of those books or having, uh, I had a company that called me that said, hey, we love your blog. And uh, would you like to come and 
keynote one of our conferences. Of course. So anyway, it's all of these wonderful things that come out of this great project that is just moving forward and you never know at the beginning. So that's the beauty of starting something new. I mean, the other one is established. And once you have it, then you can go and dabble and play with something new and see if it works. So tell us about your established business mm -hmm. and when you felt it was okay to uh, put that in, a, in a, a role where it wasn't your primary uh, new focus anymore and Entre Gurus became your primary new focus. Right. Well, um, it was a series of pivoting around and around and around. But I ended up when we let me just I will not go back to my childhood or anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll spare that. Mm -hmm. I'll spare your readers from that. <laughs> but um, I was a marketing consultant here in New York. And it was a multicultural marketing consulting practice that I had. And as much as I loved it, I realized that the way the market is going, it was a race to the bottom. Okay. So I decided to take a really good look inside myself and decide whether I wanted to continue with that race to the bottom or not. Because in, in paper, it looked wonderful. Uh, I had some Fortune 500 clients and so forth. But the feeling of having always to be squeezed for money, to be mm. competing again in a race to the bottom because it has become commoditized, yes. I did not quite like. So what I did is I gave myself a quote unquote, and I'm using, of course, air quotes in here, sabbatical, <laughs> and gave myself time to think. While that was still running and going on, I decided to play with Entre Gurus, and that's what happened. And so now, as what has come out of Entre Gurus is this wonderful new enjoyment, uh, or joy, I should say, that I had, that I found of being able to provide copywriting services in term instead of this whole suite of multicultural marketing and communication services, I just narrowed it down. I niched it down to copywriting services. Okay. So now I help entrepreneurs do three things. Increase their sales, grow their followers, and become the thought leaders that they are meant to be via the power of words. Oh, wow. Yeah. And anybody sitting inside a company needs help with that as Absolutely. a leader and and all entrepreneurs need help with copy. I mean you need copy for a speech you're going to write for an ebook for your blog. That's that's really profound that you're right. able to help people that way or with a sales letter yes. or with an email sequence or with any and all of these communications that we send out every day. It's so much more powerful if they're truly aligned to your goals than if you just send out something random. So most writers and copywriters I know battle perfectionism, mm. which is really one of the biggest disorders that is part of the larger disorder called crazy busy. <laughs> Have you conquered this? Ask me how I did it. Oh my God, <laughs> I could talk about this for days because I am a recovering perfectionist. Right. So where Tell should us. I start? Tell oh us your God. three best tips. My three best tips, okay. With perfectionism, okay, I'll just tell you my story and the, and the tips that I draw from Great. that, which may be in no particular order. But what I found out was that behind my perfectionism 
was a deeply seated fear of being judged. Mm. But the judges were sitting in some invisible panel in my head. Yes, your inner there critics. Is, exactly. So once I realized there is a very, oh my God, just this very sharp judgment, this mean. very critical, yes. mean, loathing critic inside me that I would never, ever wish upon anybody else. I decided to give myself, it, it's a whole, it's a really nasty, ugly feeling. Yes. And so I reached rock bottom one day and thought, why am I treating myself this way? This is just horrible. Yes. I would never do this on anyone. I'm I, I, On the contrary, yeah. I'm always supportive. I'm helpful. I'm resourceful. I'm always just trying to raise everybody, try to help them be the most wonderful person that they want to be. And I thought, why can't I do the same for myself? But but it's hard. It's not just an immediate yes. turn of so mind and heart. So the first step was recognizing My that. first step was recognizing it. And my second step was giving myself permission to experiment. So what if just for a day I experiment on treating myself well and allowing myself to be a creator and do whatever it is that I need and have to do? Queen for a day. I love it. There you it. go. Queen for a day. <laughs> without this harsh criticism. And then you went to two days. And then I went to three and four and oh, more. And awesome. now whenever someone says anything, it's like, oh my God, I forgot. I'm such an idiot. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, no, no, no. You're not an idiot. The world is not coming to an end. No, it's perfectly fine. Because now I treat myself that way too. Wow. I found that if you do that, then you're allowing yourself the opportunity to grow and to become, to share a light that somehow will help others. Yeah. And what I really like about that is once you start to work on yourself, if you can teach others, you reinforce mm -hmm. what it is that you've learned. Helena, this is such a great conversation. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. And I know our listeners love the tips on perfectionism. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. I so How enjoyed it. How can people reach you? Well, Entregurus.com. Entregurus.com. And also, if they want information as to how to create content that is aligned with your goals, I'm putting together a workshop and you can find more information. It's contentcampintensive.com. So the promise is you come in with a blank piece of paper and you leave with a 52-week plan of content that is fully aligned that with your goals. That sounds awesome. And we'll put uh, show notes together so that people can find out more about this. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This episode of Crazy Busy, The Interviews was recorded and supported by the Art House Hotel, New York City, with 291 guest rooms, three on-site restaurants, and nightly entertainment. Book your next day at the Art House Hotel or call in for group rates and events. ArtHouseHotelNYC.com